It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Hauser, PGA professional, coaching golf here in Carlsbad, California. Today is Thanksgiving morning when I'm recording this episode, and I think I've got to list out a few things that I am thankful for. So first off, I'm thankful for my family, my friends, the listeners of this podcast, podcasts in general. I think they've had a big influence on me throughout my life. Tiger Woods. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for Tiger Woods. I mean, he was my inspiration growing up. I loved everything about Tiger Woods. He really got me motivated to play the game of golf and play it to the level that I got to. And then also just to have the passion that I have of the game of golf that's carried on over to today. I'm also very thankful just for the game of golf and everything it has done for me, the opportunities and doors it's opened for me to travel around the world and meet new people and just give myself an extra way to travel and enjoy playing a game that I love to do. So I really appreciate the game of golf. Uh, I'm also thankful for just opportunities in general. I think there's so many opportunities that are out there. We just have to get out there and find them. And I'm thankful that I personally believe the next best opportunity is right around the corner. You just gotta keep working at it. So I'm gonna leave you with a quote from one of my favorite podcasters. His name's Alan Donegan. And he says, the extraordinary belongs to those who create it. And I think that can carry over not only just with the game of golf, but also just with life. So I love that. Now, today's episode is going to be a really interesting one. I actually posted a video on my YouTube channel a few years back. And a previous guest on the show, Mel Sampat from episode 64, he said it was a fascinating analogy to golf. And basically what the title of it was, was if I can learn Chinese then you can learn golf. So looking at Mandarin Chinese and then its difficulties and then also game of golf, which I would argue to say is one of the most difficult sports to play. I think there are a lot of connections. So let's look at Mandarin Chinese first. So Mandarin Chinese is the top of the most difficult languages to learn. So it has different phonics to the English language or other languages. It has different intonations. It's got different dialects depending on what city or part of city that you are in. And there's over 50,000 different Chinese characters that are not phonetically connected or have any reference points to phonics. So you have to just strictly memorize the characters. Extremely difficult. So how does a guy from California learn to speak Chinese at an intermediate level? And then how is this going to impact your golf? So let's get into this. I think the first thing that I've realized is that the mindset And having the right mindset is really the most important thing. And I think that's what's going to outline this entire episode. So mistakes and failure, I think, you know, I've talked about this on the podcast already for junior golf and golf generally, but I'm looking back at this also from the Chinese side. So when I first started learning Chinese, we spent a lot of time trying to learn the phonics and pronunciation of some of the words and it was a lot different than what I had learned in English. And I took a couple of semesters of Spanish. I don't think it had any carryover to today or even at this point when I was learning Chinese. So let's just say I hadn't learned any other language. And I'm trying to make sounds that I've never made before in my life. It was very, very difficult. My teacher would 
sometimes giggle because I was struggling to get these uh, pronunciations down. And, you know, just learning phonics, I think, was quite boring. But at the same time, it was really helpful because it really kind of sped up eventually my ability to pronounce new words and then also pronounce them in a way that native speakers could actually understand me. So how does this relate to golf? Well, something that I think sometimes people find a little bit boring is spending some extra time on the putting green or doing some putting drills and hitting putts over and over and over. However, if you're looking at a score perspective, those things kind of pay off. And so I think for me, learning the phonics and the roots of the language can relate to some of those things in golf that you might find boring. However, you've got to work through them and they will pay off in the long run. Now, the next thing is, is, you know, after I started learning some of the words and some basics, I felt like I could string together some very short sentences and so I would confidently go out onto the streets of in China and I would try to get some things in the shop, whether it was order a water or Coca-Cola or ask for something in the grocery store. And people would look at me as if I was speaking English to them, not even their own language Chinese, which I was pretty sure I thought I was speaking Chinese. However, they wouldn't they weren't understanding what I was saying. So I was out there. And it was very discouraging because after three months of learning Chinese quite regularly, spending three hours a day, sorry, spending three hours a week in classes and on top of that studying every night, people still weren't understanding me after three months. And I was just thinking, geez, what's going on? I've spent so much time trying to learn this and people still can't understand me. And it was quite discouraging. However, I knew some other friends that started speaking Mandarin Chinese and they told me that it's kind of a slow start and it's a very difficult start for people to start to understand you, but just to stick at it and um, and don't get too discouraged. So I listened to their advice and I kept working at it. And, you know, those failures and mistakes at the beginning slowly started changing into people understanding what I had to say and things started to come together. Now, again, if I relate this to golf, you know, trying to get the golf ball up in the air when you're starting out is not an easy task. And then let's just say once you're getting it up in the air to be able to c control the direction and curvature of the ball, it's not an easy task either. And people will look at me hit golf balls and say, geez, you make it look so easy. And I look at them and I say, you know, I'm still practicing my game. And what you're seeing now is thousands and thousands of hours of practice and play over a 30 year span. And so people who are just starting out, you know, they wish that they could swing the club like I swing the club. And they think it might be just as easy as that. However, that's 30 years of practice and play in golf, and I'm still working on it. Now, imagine you go to a native speaker of Mandarin Chinese and say, geez, I wish I could speak like you. Well, you know, since the day they were born, they were hearing these words, these sounds in their family. People were talking to them in this language. So they've grown this ear into being able to speak the language where maybe someone like myself wasn't able to have that. So I've got to put the time in. And of course, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes and failures along the way. And I think that's normal. And now let's hear a message from our show sponsor. Hey, guys, this last spring, I teamed up with Operation 36 here at our facility in Carlsbad, California, and it has completely changed my way of coaching and service to my customers. Operation 36 is a developmental golf program designed to take beginners from playing their first round to being able to shoot par or better for nine holes. So here's how it works. Participants attend weekly one-hour classes and work through a six-level curriculum. 
They then play in nine hole events once or twice a month with a common goal to shoot 36 or better from different distances. And using the Operation 36 app, coaches can plan programs, communicate with families, and track students' progress. It's really, really cool. If you're a parent listening, search for a program near you on their website at operation36.golf forward slash juniors. And coaches, if you'd like to start a program at your facility, go to the same website, operation36.golf forward slash coaches. So the next part of it would then be getting a bit out of your comfort zone. So for example, in Mandarin Chinese, speaking in front of people who spoke better than me, I had to start doing that. I was so nervous at the beginning to speak Chinese because I was thinking, well, geez, their Chinese is better than mine. What if I make a mistake? You know, they're going to think that I'm just saying some silly things. It'd be embarrassing. And um, I had to get out of my comfort zone. So I just started saying, you know what, I'm going to make some mistakes. It's okay. I just need to start speaking Chinese in front of people who are either native speakers or either other foreigners who speak better than me. And that's part of the process. And then I started speaking uh, to groups in Chinese as well. So for example, the golf academy I worked at, it was pretty much 90% all Chinese staff. So all the meetings we had were all in Chinese. And if I had to say something about whatever it was I was working on, whether it was junior golf or summer camps, I had to speak to the group about it and I had to get out of my comfort zone to do that. And of course, I was going to make mistakes and surely I still made mistakes even by the end. However, it wasn't nearly as scary as I thought. Then I would go on and I started actually posting videos on China's TikTok and I started posting videos of me coaching golf and giving golf tips. And it was really awkward and a little bit scary to post it and thought maybe, you know, if I post these things, people might say some things about my language or what mistakes I'm making. And in fact, nobody said anything and people actually loved the videos and they got so much great feedback and that channel actually grew up to 90,000 followers. So it wasn't as scary as I thought, but I just had to get out of that comfort zone. Now, I think playing golf is very similar. So you are going to find somebody who plays golf better than you, period. And it might seem intimidating to play golf with them. The reality, though, is that when you're playing golf with other people, most of the time, they're not even looking at what you are doing. They're just worried about their own game. Golf's hard enough that they don't have enough time to think about somebody else's game when they're working on their own. In fact, when I go out and play golf just casually with friends or even just some people I get paired up with, I, I'm never looking at their golf swing. I'm not even looking at their golf game. And a lot of times I don't even tell them I'm a golf coach because I don't want to distract them from what they're already trying to do and focus on or make them even more nervous. There's no point. So, you know, you got to get out of your comfort zone. Maybe you got to start practicing some things that you aren't good at. So if you are struggling with chipping and pitching, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to go out and chip and pitch and you're going to hit some bad shots. And again, going back to mistakes and failures, that's going to happen. That's part of the process. You've got to get past that, though, and you've got to get out there and just really get out of your comfort zone to start excelling in this area that is a weakness, and hopefully you can turn it into a strength. And then I would say one other thing would just be, you know, this is a tough one, is, you know, maybe putting in some time with the physical side of the game. So whether it's working out, going to the gym, going out for a run, doing some type of fitness, working on your mobility, your stability, your strength. Also working on your mental game, whether that's spending some time doing some mental awareness or mindness activities or meditation, and then also working on controlling your emotions, because I think those things will also play a big part in the success of you, your junior golfer's golf game. And it's not comfortable doing these things. If you never meditated before, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different. It's, it can feel like it's awkward. I went through it and I would tell my wife, I said, yeah, I'm going to go meditate. And she would kind of look at me and she's like, you're doing what? (laughs) 
But after time, I started doing it over and over and over. And it was just a normal thing. And I explained to her how beneficial it was for me. And um, yeah, it, it went from being something that was out of my comfort zone to something that's within my comfort zone. I think you just got to get out there and try a bunch of new things. Now, the next one I've talked a lot about on the podcast, and that is immersion. So going back to my experience learning Mandarin Chinese, living in China and learning Chinese was a huge benefit for me. So I had daily interaction. I had to use survival language skills. Um, I even got so immersed, I changed my phone settings to all Mandarin just so that I would actually just be even more immersed into the language. And it was difficult at first, and it was hard to find some things some things on my settings, but I got through it and, you know, it really paid off. So for you with golf, how do you fully immerse yourself into the game? Well, if you're not already out there going and practicing and playing, go do that. Go do that more, multiple times per week. That's going to get you immersed. Next is when you're at home, rainy day, whether it's winter or snow outside or just the evening, let your junior golfers go out and watch some, some of the pros on TV. Allow them to get some clothes, some golf clothes. And um, have them participate in some of your local events, whether they're tournaments or family events like parent juniors. And then just play golf at home. You know, whether it's setting up a putting mat or a hitting net or chipping into a basket or creating some of your own games, those little things will help immerse the junior golfers into the game. And that's going to go a long ways into developing their skills. And for me, going back to learning Mandarin Chinese, I don't think I could have done it without living in China. And I don't think junior golfers can succeed or excel without fully immersing them into the game of golf as well by doing some of these additional things. Now, you've got to have passion and drive and you have to have interest. So for me, I actually wanted to speak Mandarin Chinese. I actually wanted to improve my language skills. I saw the benefits for me, whether it was daily life or survival language skills or coaching golf how important it was for me to be able to speak Mandarin Chinese and interact with people. So I wanted to get better, and I had a huge drive to do so. So even after taking my three hours of Mandarin Chinese classes per week, in addition to that, I started buying tons of books. I bought audio books. I started getting flashcards. I would practice with flashcards, and I would spend hours and hours and hours practicing speaking Mandarin Chinese. And it was huge for the, the development of my language skills. And it went so far. But again, that came internally. That was me with the passion and the drive and the interest to get better. And I think if your junior golfer is lacking some passion, I think some of these things we've talked about already previously to this section will go a long ways. But we also have to find a way to get them passionate, to get them immersed, to get them interested into the game of golf. And I think if we can help build their passion and build their drive, it'll go a long ways for them. Now, there's no doubt doing anything to get good at, you've got to put a lot of effort and hard work into it. So I mentioned already I was taking three hours of private classes per week, and I was doing that for three years straight. I even scheduled my own placement tests, which was motivating for me to try and pass. So that helped me work harder. That made sure that I was going to these classes, I was asking my teacher if I was reading the words correctly or pronouncing them correctly or even saying the words correctly. Uh, I even tried to make mistakes by just walking up and down the driving range at where I was working and start chatting with people. So like I would put myself and take myself out of the comfort zone, go and meet people I didn't know, didn't know what dialect of Chinese they spoke, if they spoke any English at all, and I would strike up a conversation 
just because I knew how beneficial that was going to be. And I knew if I did that every single day, it would go a long ways. I even began to track how many of those conversations I would have, not only just for my language skills, but also just to help build up my business and build up the amount of clients I had for golf. It was huge, but it took a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. And again, going back to getting out of my comfort zone, I was way out of my comfort zone. It was so awkward and strange. And I think some people would even argue to say doing that in their own language would be awkward and strange. But you've got to do these things to excel and develop your skills. Otherwise, you're just going to stay at the same level for a really, really, really long time. So you've got to put the time in and the hard work. you got to get out there and practice your game. you got to get out there and you've got to uh, go out and play on the golf course. you got to play in some tournaments if that's where you want to go. You've got to get out and just fully, you've got to get out at home pull out your clubs, and while you're watching TV, hit some putts, hit some chips, practice the game. You've got to work hard. You've got to read books. You've got to study the swing. You've got to do all kinds of things if you want to develop your game, but you got to put in a lot of effort and a lot of hard work. There is no doubt about it. Otherwise, again, you're just going to stay at the same level for a long time. Now, I spent seven years in China. Yes, seven years in China. The day I landed in China, I couldn't say a single word. Couldn't say a single word. I couldn't even say hello. Couldn't say thank you. I couldn't say anything. I didn't know a single word. I went to China not knowing a single word. I quickly learned that that wasn't going to work. I quickly learned that that was going to be a very difficult lifestyle if that was the one I chose to have. But over time, over those seven years, I learned so many things. I learned so much about the language I was able to then have conversations with local Chinese people. I was able to travel around the country. I went to 22 of the 33 provinces in China, and I was able to comfortably go into places where I knew no one would speak English. And I would know that I would be, I'd feel comfortable being able to communicate with the locals and find the places we were, that I would be looking for and do the things that I needed to do. And by the time I left China after seven years, I could have conversations with a whole team of Chinese at our academy. I could run an entire event or a meeting. I could stand on the stage with a microphone and speak Mandarin Chinese and communicate certain topics and feel comfortable doing that. Rewind back seven years before that, I never could have done that. I maybe couldn't even have done that in English. But because I did all these things over those seven years, it really helped build up my confidence. It really helped build up my skills. And it really helped me excel in the language. And, you know, going through those mistakes and failures, getting out of my comfort zone, fully immersing myself, having that passion and drive, and really putting the effort and hard work in, really, really, really paid off. And one thing you have to remember with time, it does take time. Nothing is going to happen overnight. The path to conversational language skills was not linear. The path to playing good golf at a low, uh, at a very high level is not linear. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. There are going to be ups and downs. You have to be patient. You have to be patient. All of these things I've talked about, about my development in learning Mandarin Chinese, I think are true for your golf game as well. So let me sum up everything I've talked about today. I think the first thing that you have to have or something that we have to start training our junior golfers to have is a growth mindset. I think opportunity is endless and I think development and skills are endless if 
we have the right mindset. And we believe that we can continue to get better and better and better. And you've got to do all these things that I talked about today and how I got to my level of Mandarin Chinese and how you can get to your level of golf. Now remember, whether you're adults listening or junior golfer listening, mistakes are okay. It's part of the learning process. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to fail. You have to embrace those situations and understand that that is part of the learning process. And I believe if your whole team around you, the adults, your parents, your coaches, you as the junior golfer can accept that mistakes are okay and know that failure is going to happen, I think you will develop into the player that you want to be. It's a long journey. Hop on for the ride. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the whole process. And just remember, the extraordinary belongs to those who create it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And look forward to having you here back on the podcast next week.